New Year! Hello, you guys. It is William calling from Wee Wee Blogs. I'm in London, and Sinan is celebrating the Eurovision New Year in Stuttgart, Germany. Hello! Hey, honey. Oh, my gosh. Long time no see. Yeah, you know what? After you, I took a few months off. I needed to sleep, but guess see. what? I just woke up, girl, because it's September 1st. And the Eurovision season is upon us. Songs released from September 1 are, of course, eligible for Eurovision. So we've been asking our readers and our followers on social media what their hopes and wishes are for Eurovision 2024 and on the road to Malma. So Sinan, should we talk about it? <laughs> Let's do this! <laughs> All right. Well, Sinan, let's actually start by asking you, what is your wish for Eurovision 2024? My wish for Eurovision 2024 is to give us bobs. I mean, we need music, more music that we can listen during the summer, during the whole year. Well, I actually listen, you know, a lot of the Eurovision 2023 songs. I say a lot, and at the same time, I listen only three or something. But okay, so before, can I guess? You listen to Noah Carell. Yeah. To Garia. Yes. And you listen to Lorene. Yes. <laughs> and one more, one more. Did I also listen to Carpe Diem by oh. Joker Out. I thought you were going to say Alessandra, King of the Queens, or Queen of the Kings. Oh, she well, she comes up on my playlist when I do, you know, random play on, you know, on Spotify. And then it comes up and I was like, mm, yeah, it's her name. I thought you were going to say you press skip because you didn't name her earlier. <laughs> no, I do not skip. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I love how she's normalizing female having uh, facial hair. Did you see her post? No. Yeah, she said, let's normalize this. Sometimes women have hair on their face. I was like, Conchita was their first girl, but I appreciate that, you know, she's flying the flag. In any case, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think I want more songs like Chanel Slow Mo, for instance. When it comes on, I still want to listen when I'm walking down the street. Yeah. Like, we don't have many songs like that, to be honest. We really don't. You know, also for working out, you know, people started to go into the gym, you know, going uh, hiking and stuff. And people love to listen, you know, high tempo and kind of inspiring songs, motivating songs. And that's why, for an example, Unicorn for me is, oh my gosh, super, super nice one. And also slow-mo, as you said. Well, the rest of the world vote. Let's talk about the rest of the <laughs> world vote, actually, because Noah Carell won the rest of the world vote in the grand final and in her semi-final. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how the rest of the world vote plays out in 2024. Yeah. Like some people said, oh, she only did well because of the Israeli or Jewish diaspora. And I don't think that's true actually. I think it's more complicated than that. I think her performance was very much MTV EMAs. It was like frenetic. There were so many different camera cuts. It changed so much. It felt like a stage show, like a real stage mm -hmm. show. I think that's what people responded to. Sure, maybe she got some votes from the Jewish diaspora, sure. But I think it's more than that. I mean, why not? And it was very, very well done. I mean, the whole thing, like, come on. You know, people were so surprised to see that staging and that singing because they were like, mm, can she sing that song, you know, during dancing and stuff? Well, she did. 
So yeah. yeah, back to my wish list for you. So I forgot to mention the reason I bring up the rest of the world vote is my wish is that they make the country. I want to know which countries in the rest of the world voted where, how many votes came from Brazil, from the United States, from Canada, and who did they vote for? Like, I want to see that breakdown because then we can assess, you know, if it's, you know, you can start to look at the diaspora voting a little bit better. You know, Armenia did very well in the rest of the world vote. So were those yeah. Glendale, California girl? I want to know. And I think that'd be really interesting. Um, but please, what is your next wish? Next wish, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite, you know, artists in some countries to go final to Eurovision because they really deserve that. For an example, I, I'm, I'm speaking about Serbia. I have few like very, very um, favorite names that I would love to see. For an example, Sarajo. It's time, girl, come on, you have to do this. Come back. And then Teja Tairovic. Muscarcina. Girl, Brui, Brui, Charcia, take us to Charcia. I'm ready. <laughs> hey, girl. Sarah, yo, sorry, I interrupted you, honey. Yeah, Teja Tairovic, she's really, really huge, even right now, because uh, she's also very famous in the whole Balkan, you know? And I think that will be a great choice. And another one, very interesting, Yelena Kaleuja. She released two albums in August and they are blowing everywhere. Like everybody is going crazy about the songs, including myself. I listen her music every day. I didn't know that she has so nice, you know, tracks. And I think it's time maybe to see her at Eurovision because she's a little bit, you know, kind of, how can I say it? Um eccentric sensual you know showing some sexiness and stuff we already saw it you know with for example Elin Fureira, Chanel and I think it's time to go a little bit further you know to be a little bit edgy and I think Yelena Kurosha can do something you know also to to fit the uh, you know family show and also showcase her you know talent and stuff gonna say her body because listen we know that Yelena Luja pushes the envelope she does not follow anybody's rules but her own and that's why I like her some people say she's too much she's tawdry I know I say she's a pioneer she's all about empowerment she does it her way which is the right way I like that she pushes the you know the boat she rocks the boat she pushes the boundary and of course as Wendy Williams pointed out Kim Kardashian stole all her fashion ideas from who Yelena Carlucha have a google babe but listen I want to turn to our readers and hear what our readers have to say. So I'm on the Wee Wee Blogs website, and I really love this comment. This is from Thalo. Thalo says, since the juries don't have a say in the semifinals anymore, I think they should collectively select one wild card from each semifinal to advance to the final. And so, for instance, this year, that would mean in the first semifinal, Latvia would have gone through because the jury put Latvia through. Oh, wow. So does that mean that we could have 11 qualifiers? I think this is more like in Moscow they did this. And so the public chose nine. 
And then the top jury performer who didn't make it went through. And that year it was Charlotte Pirelli was one of them, I believe. Oh, also, oh, I, wow. Waldo's people from Finland, were they the other one? I can't remember. But point of story is, I think that's a really interesting system. Mm, yeah, but changing that, uh, you, you know, that's fast because they changed, you know, not having juries only this year like it was only this year but maybe wait a little bit you know like two three editions and then to see if um you know people are still unhappy with it because let's not forget they were they were talking about oh my gosh let's remove the juries from the semifinals and stuff and when they did they still complain like girl what the hell but i understand that and i you say they yeah. eurovision viewers and fans yeah yeah you can't please them. People always complain. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I think, I don't know. I quite like that idea, but I take your point. Maybe yeah. they know what it is now for a little bit and see what happens. Yeah. Okay, here's another comment. This is from the Wee Blogs website. I'm so fab writes, get rid of pre recorded vocals. Simple as that. Brie Kimchi agrees. No pre recorded vocals and more power to the televoters. Well, no pre-recorded vocals, please. I really want that to, you know, everything to be live. I even want orchestra to be on the stage, but that's, uh, you know, that's a huge, uh, you know, challenge maybe to to make it possible. But for the vocals, I'm 100% there. Yeah. I agree, actually. You know, a lot of times heads of delegation, some producers, they say, oh, the pre-recorded vocals make it sound better. But as a viewer, sometimes I want it to sound bad. Like, I want to know who is real and who is relying on, you know, assistance, yeah. if you will. Like, because ultimately, while it's a song contest, it is also partly a singing contest, right? Because you do judge vote, vote um, based on vocal quality as well as the song. So if yeah. everything's pre-recorded, we might as well have a CD competition. <laughs> Mail in your CD, MP3, uh -huh. and we'll just, <laughs> you know? It doesn't have soul, you know, you don't you don't feel it. You don't feel it that much like we did before with live vocals. For instance, Karia this year, he was working very hard on his vocals and he had a live a woman in the background in the shadows singing. She was off stage and, you know, it was all live. And mm -hmm. some people were like, oh, he can't sing. Blah, 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 blah. But like the point is, there were live voices on stage. And so they worked within the rules to make something that sounded incredible. And yeah. I like that, you know, I don't want everything to be pitch perfect. And um, yeah, it loses the soul, as you say. Now, the other thing, Sinan, is the reason or one reason, one way rather, the EBU justifies pre-recorded vocals is they say it makes the contest more sustainable, aka you don't have to fly in backing vocalists because you've got the voices recorded. But at the same time, mm. some countries instead fly in dancers. So I don't think it makes it more sustainable. You know, um, if they um, did that before, they can do that again. I mean, if they flew uh, backing vocalists before, like they can do that again. Like, come on. That's not a... Um, all right. This is Robbie. Robbie writes, bring back the draw for the order of appearance running order. I just do not agree with the production team choosing the running order. It's totally unfair. It is a huge advantage to certain countries and a huge disadvantage to others. 
Plus, it more or less tells the fans how well a country did in their respective semi. At least with the random draw, it's pure potluck. No one can really say it's fixed, unfair. It is exactly what it says on the tin, random. This is very interesting. Of course, let's just remind people that running order is partly down to creating an interesting show. Because sometimes mm -hmm. if you have a random draw, you could have six ballads in a row, you know? And that's a disservice to everyone. But also you've got things like props, like Laureen had that massive tattoo stage setup. Kate Miller Heidi from Australia and Tel Aviv had the massive poles. Sometimes there is, you know, safety involved for the crew, yeah. for the performers. So maybe, maybe the way forward is to have the random draw and then only move people when it's like completely impractical to do it as the draw has determined. So then you're respecting randomness but at the same time, you're making tweaks either to save the show from being boring or because of like potential accident. Yeah, they can find the comprom the compromise, compromise, compromise. You know, uh, trying to you know see the two facts. You know, the one with the um, let's make random running order, and you know, mixing the let's make uh, you know running order which pass you know which um sits with the with the props and stuff or maybe they can make longer um postcards i mean like 15 seconds longer or something like that like not a minute or something like that because sometimes people really <laughs> need the time to you know get their chips you know get their snacks or get their drink during you know those postcards and before the performance some so maybe something like that you know, try to fix all the stuff. Yeah, and actually, if you make the postcards 10 or 15 seconds longer, maybe cut an interval to balance it out. Because some oh. intervals, my God, it goes on too long. Too long. I know. All right. I know. Let's go over to the website, or rather social media site, formerly known as Twitter. It is now called X. When I sent you a link recently, you thought I was sending you porn. And I was like, no, girl, it's Twitter. X. This is at Brown Fitima. They write, one, a spectacular return from Luxembourg. Yes. Welcome back. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy that they're here. Really. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They, of course, did great in another era. I always think of sort of oh. mid-tempo or ballads. Like, I don't think of, like, upbeat, fun songs. I just don't. So um, maybe they'll give us, I don't know, a Luxembourgish EDM banger. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Now, really? Brandma also says she wants another awesome result for Finland. And she also says Italy, Norway, and Israel, by the way. But let's look at Finland. I'm most excited for this because... Finland is riding a high. They won the televote by a huge margin in Liverpool and then just got pipped at the end. So we know they are hungry to come back and slay. Oh. UMK is now, you know, this is one of the strong, most hyped um, of all national selections. It's the one people want to go to. It's the one people are talking about. In many ways, it's stolen the heat of Melody Festival in, in recent years by having a smaller show that's efficient where there's continuous quality throughout. My question to you, Sinan, is are you hyped for Finland? Do you want to see them win? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh, take me to Winter Wonderland. I'm ready. Like really, um, Finland has became one of the most like 
like like strongest countries in Eurovision in recent years, especially after 2020, like 2021, 2022. Do you remember? Like every year they made super, super nice uh, national selection. And I really love that they only chose like seven eight songs for the grand final and that's it that's enough only quality and people can choose from the best you know to the best and i really really appreciate that and uh the show itself is really and you can watch it in several languages actually in swedish english like uh, ukrainian oh that's amazing they're incredible it's just it's efficient. It's like spectacular and fun and pushes the boundary, but then it's also efficient and manageable. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what they're going to do this year, but in recent years when they've had it at Logomo in Turku, it's incredible because you leave the arena and then you're like in the party space. You're like, there's like a, a club. And so the performers who you just saw on stage are performing at the after party, which is in the same venue. It's just so nice. And like, you can make a real evening of it a real trip it's just beautiful yes. I, yeah you have been there right girl i i have been to umk more times than <laughs> any other selection um <laughs> festival and because i used to go to melody festival in multiple times a year mm -hmm. stopped after 2016 but um anyway we're moving on so this is a tweet or rather an x from lisa jane lewis that's at l j l underscore 77 they write Hopes and dreams. San Marino to qualify, no more pre-recorded vocals, Luxembourg to finish top 10, and most interesting to me, a first-time winner. This is what I would love to see. I'm thinking of the Icelands, the Maltas, the Lithuanias. Do you know what I mean? A country that has not won, getting that moment, getting that chance, a to host but also to experience the love the power of winning weeks mm -hmm. an iceland girl i'm ready i mean we will be in a volcanic bath we'll have some blue sand pink it would just be incredible double trouble honey um you know i really want that too especially for balkan countries you know not because i'm from the balkan but i would love you know to go again you know to to a country that's on the east side you know on the on the side where it's uh, you know warmer <laughs> for an example uh maybe why not um did armenia win eurovision sorry say again did armenia win eurovision oh armenia is never won See, well, it's not Balkan, but you know, you know what I mean. Oh. And of course, I would love Bulgaria to come back and win, but I don't see it happening. But maybe some surprises are coming. I don't know. Hell but yeah. Project killed Bulgaria, girl. <laughs> Literally, that wasn't intelligent at all. That wasn't clever at all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I would love to see, uh, you know, first time winning uh, winner. Also, maybe a winner that didn't win like for 40 years or something like that, like Spain. Come oh. on. Spain deserves 100% to win. Like in... They, you know, it's a tough call when you say who has the most passionate fans. Like there are many <laughs> fans everywhere. But in terms of volume, the pure volume of passionate fans, I think it's Spain. That <laughs> country, Benidorm Fest, I like it, the, the wow. best takes over the beach, the city, the mountains. It's everywhere. 
And Spanish fans know how to throw a party. I'm sorry, our friends at Eurovision Spain, they kill it with the Madrid pre-party ES. You've got the Euro Fans Club official with the Barcelona events. Like, it's just amazing. <laughs> Spanish fans know how to do it. They do it right. We move mm -hmm. on back to X, the social media site formerly known as Twitter. This is flow or po po. Oh, this is interesting. Po po ia ia is their screen name. They say <laughs> Albania winning. Albania winning. Um, That'd be a moment. That would be a moment. They're also very passionate. Festival Ikungis is one of my favorite national selections. I think I've been once, twice. I can't remember. Oh. I know that I love it. It is so much fun. Again, passion, big voices. The problem with Albania is that often they just don't have the song. Like they'll often have a really good voice, but then they just don't have the song to go with it. Um, love and the staging. Yeah, sta a bit lackluster. Loved my girl, Ronella Ronella. Love. She has a birthday today, by the way. Second oh? September, Ronella Hayati. Hey. Girl, we gotta send her a WhatsApp message right she now. She has birthday today. Are you for real? Yes. Oh my God. She's a Virgo. Wait, let's send her a happy birthday message. All right. Love her so much. Now listen, Hunty. We hmm. move on to another ex. Yeah. Why don't we go back to the Weebly Blogs website? <laughs> on the blog website, we see. <laughs> we we blokes. This is Harv. Please get rid of any ties with TikTok. I'm begging. <laughs> you know what? I understand. Ever since the EBU did this mashup with TikTok, like press room has been a disaster. Um, yeah, but we just leave it there. No need to elaborate. Yes, girl. Oh gosh, all these comments are about ending pre-recorded backing vocals. Literally everyone. Okay, here we go. Here's a hope and a wish. This is from J-F. They say, I'd like to see up to eight people on the stage instead of the fixed number six because stages are bigger now than before. Well, uh, they're not that big. You know, I mean, if we compare Azerbaijan stage and um, Dusseldorf, right? Dusseldorf, like one of the biggest stage and biggest arenas. Um, yeah, well, I, I can go with that. You know, eight people. Why not? It's not that it's not that much. It's not like 20 or something like that. But I don't agree that like recent years, the stagings weren't that big, actually. And yeah. I EBU doing this if they're arguing that like backing vocalists having them pre-recorded makes Eurovision more sustainable they're not going to mm. let delegation bring two extra people <laughs> and yeah. so I don't think a lot of countries could afford actually to have eight because then think mm. about it, that's like two additional hotel rooms for two weeks it's a mm. lot y'all that's a lot of money for if you're a small country like I'm sure that you for the UK or like Spain it's not a big deal but like if you're a small mm. country makes a big difference. All right, we keep going. This is Nikita Zhukov. Some of my main wishes would be Sweden sending a song in Swedish, something similar to Teoz's Melody Festival in 2022 and 2023 entries. Yes, why not? Like, I, I, how many times did they send a song in Swedish? I don't remember. 
at all. Do you remember that girl, Clara, Clara Clemenstrong, Clara, what was her name? Uh, from recent years, Melodifison? Yeah. And she sang, not Clara Hammerstrom, it was like a girl on a guitar. Ah, uh, yes. She she came through. Mm. Okay, you know what? I'm going to have to edit this out. I cannot remember her name, but it was it's so. Clara something. Yeah, yeah, but it was just a beautiful song on the mm. in Swedish. That's nice. It's interesting that Sweden Swedes don't end up sending the Swedish songs. I liked Snella, Snella, Snella from a few years. I think she lost to was it Charlotte Pirelli? No, who did she? Melena. On no. all I know is Snella, 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 Snella. That song was good. Maybe she lost to Anna Bergendahl. Y'all, I'm getting senile in my old age, but all. <laughs> A lot of great artists in Sweden singing in Swedish. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, another wish for you. So many wishes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh wow. The return of... This is from Bim Bam Boom on the Weebly Blogs website. Bim Bam Boom. The return of the magical trio from the 2020 national final season, also known as Erica Vickman, Daughter, and Elvana Jata. Oh. Wow. Oh, yes. Give me, give me, I want that, Adior. Give me huge stars. Give me huge personalities. Give me huge confidence. Give me huge show, big show, you know, spectacular, even more. Those three all came in the pandemic year. It's yeah. almost like nature couldn't handle <laughs> his energy coming out of Eurovision. That's crazy. Wow. And also they didn't win their national final. Like what? Wow. That year was crazy. Yeah. Oh it was, it, it could have been one of the best Eurovisions like maybe ever. This is a really interesting point from Dennis. Dennis says, Semifinals on Monday and Wednesday, that would give the second semifinalist time to rest and get some sleep. That is a very interesting point. Hmm. Mon so are you oh, so so you mean uh, what? I'm not hello. Hey. So that means two days of let's say free time in rehearsals before the grand final they can take a day off and we do the wee wee jam there you go yes well, well longer eurovision i am ready for that why not i've never heard that one before that's interesting yes. oh this is from amigo but amigo <laughs> his words are not so friendly they are <laughs> their words are not so friendly they write i really need our non-winning countries to step up their games Come on, Poland, Croatia, Malta, Romania, give us more. Cyprus mm. does not have to send Eleni again to hope for a victory. Same goes for Polly Genova, who I love. What? Polly, who I love. Come back strong, Bulgaria. I heard Bosnia and Herzegovina is coming back. Well, they ain't mm. back. They ain't coming back. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, this person is basically saying, step up your game. Don't expect to win if you don't bring your A game. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, definitely. Um, you know, some countries, I think they need more time to kind of organize, um, you know, their their project and kind of make a better strategy, kind of, you know, 
and make better better songs or choose better songs actually and maybe maybe they should they should do some i don't know national finals and invite you know international juries or maybe not because for an example serbia doesn't need any international juries they always choose really great songs for an example re recent years i mean they believe in their taste and um but some countries they invite international juries and they help them very much you know very great uh so yeah, they, they I think they need more focus to be more focused on the on the song, on the on the I mean on the project and on the goal. Like what is your goal? What do you want to do at Eurovision? Oh what my do God. you want to note? Do you remember how Stig Carlson told a Hungarian podcast that Denmark needs to step it up? And I totally agree. I loved Emily DeForest. I used to love Dance Melody Grand Prix. I love Shanae and Thomas Nevergreen. All these acts are from 2013 and before. I love that kid Jesper Norsdet something from 2012, lost to Saluna Samay. Honestly, Denmark has just gone off the wagon. After they hosted and spent all the money, it was like, okay, we're done. And the songs have just not, <laughs> Rasmussen was all right. But beyond that, yeah. I'm just like, what are y'all doing? It's just really been inconsistent. I'd love to see Denmark step it up. And we know they always step it up when the contest is in Sweden. So... They're going to make us eat our words. Now, I want to read this <laughs> because I don't agree. I'm not going to say who it's from, but we've been having a lot of people say something like this. A more mm. clean and a less rigged contest with more transparency and fairness. Eurovision's not rigged. Like this whole ABBA 50th anniversary, it's no, no it's not rigged. Like I would argue that Finland got a better running order than Sweden did, actually. You know, they put Finland after Sweden, which kind of... In many ways, your memory, once Caria was on, you forgot everything before it. I just don't buy these conspiracy theories. It's too much. It's like we saw this in the elections in the U.S., right? Like, come on, <laughs> go. Oh. <laughs> no. Well, sometimes, you know, people people overthink and overreact even. And, you know, they just, you know, create some conspiracies, even, even they are not true. I mean, at Eurovision, you just vote, and if you don't vote, your country doesn't get, I mean, your favorite country doesn't get points. That's it. That's it. And yeah. Lorraine put it best. She was so polite. She said, you know, when your favorite doesn't win, you grieve. You got to work through it. And she was like, I respect their process. That mm -hmm. is a dignified answer. That is so dignified. You go, girl. Now, Sinan, I want to finish with each of us giving a final wish of our own. Mine is going to be an expanded jury. If you're going to keep the jury, which I think you should, then maybe make the jury more representative. Like five people can in no way represent all of Spain or Spanish music, for instance. Five people cannot represent the United Kingdom music industry, right? So I would love to see 10 to 15 people. It's at least a step in the right direction. I also don't think they should vote in the same room together. I think they should be on their own because you know juries are often swayed by other jurors right like you should vote with your heart and independently and um, i don't know how it works at eurovision but like in national finals for instance if i was a chair of a uk jury i would arrange a room for the uk jurors to listen together and then they would send in their scores i know i think it's better when people just watch individually and they judge yeah. other people um so that is one of my wishes an expanded jury that represents more of each country Sinan. 
uh for me maybe be uh make eurovision grand final even bigger i mean I say that because you, you know, as you said about the international international interval acts, you know, they're too much. Like make it more, you know, make it more perfect. Let's say that. You know, because because that's the time where the whole world watches Eurovision. You know, semifinals and you know, those are the ones that normally Eurofans watch more than the, you know, the general public, because general public watch more the grand final and i don't know make it make it more more eurovision can i say that yes you can say whatever you'd like girl <laughs> so yeah make it more you know better much much better yeah to be honest like i don't even remember most of the intervals like mm -hmm. i remember 2019 i loved the song switch up that was great yeah um, oh the song switch up this year was good as well actually but so many yeah. of the i think there's a lot of it's almost like local content, you know, like I don't necessarily need, maybe it's because I live in the UK. I didn't necessarily need to hear from all these <laughs> people, but that, that's just me. That's just me. It's like, I saw, yeah. you, I saw you on X Factor, but now you're here. In any case, um, Zoom is telling me that we only have three minutes less left and I'm not going to pay to upgrade. So that's what we think. What do you think? Are you loving the fact that any song released from September 1st is eligible for Eurovision 2024? Who do you hope submitted? What are your wishes, dreams, and hopes for the road to Malma? Let us know here on Wee Wee Blogs. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, follow us on every social media. And yeah, please write down your wishes, which country you would not you want your favorite artist to sing to. And for... just so you can still order my book, Wild Dances, My Queer and Curious Journey to Eurovision. Actually, the audiobook, the audiobook is coming out in just like two or three weeks, September 28th, I believe. It took me 21 hours to read this thing in a, a dark room with no air conditioning. I was so emotional, but you can pre-order that now on Tantor Audio, but I'll put links in the description. It'll be on Audible, Google Books, et cetera, et cetera, very soon. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>